Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the This and That Podcast with Alex and Mondo. We embark on episode 7. Let's try this one more time as we will once again try and talk about Nickelodeon while also looking forward to the big rivalry match on Friday night between Inter Miami and Orlando City. Let's kick it off, Mondo. What is up, everyone? And once again, like we say... Thank you for all the support. You guys have been absolutely amazing. Again, to our French fan, we love you. We're still waiting to hear from you. So please contact us and just let us know what you think of the show. Now, Yeah, you're there every day. So like, <laughs> like you're <laughs> like right after we drop it too. <laughs> yeah, this last one, you were like the first person to download, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, yeah, just really quick because... We're obviously, well, I'm in Miami, so we wanted to talk about this really quick. We wanted to send our thoughts, prayers, and condolences to everybody um, that's been affected by what's going on at Surfside and Miami Beach. For those of you that don't know, um, there was a building that collapsed with, I think, over 100 people in it. They're still looking for people at this point. I personally know someone who is affected by it, so we're hoping everybody gets taken care of, figured out. We hope that they're able to save as many people as possible. So just prayers to them and to their families from both of us. Yes, thoughts, please, thoughts and prayers. I may be in Orlando now, but I am a Miami boy through and through, born and raised in the 305. So absolutely, my heart goes out to everyone affected by this um, in all ways. And I do want to take a moment here, actually going to steal from your fiance's Instagram story here. She actually posted a neighbors for neighbors. So if anybody's interested in donating to help recovery, please contact 305-597-4404. We will be posting this to our social media pages as soon as we're done recording this pod to make sure it gets out there. We will also mention at the end, once again, the number is 305-597-4404. Anything that you guys can do to help will obviously be greatly appreciated. And again, whatever you can do, like Alex said, will be extremely helpful. And let's get this started. Now, we all know that last week there was a little bit of a mixing issue that went down. Audio snafu, if you will. <laughs> Audio snafu. And this happens in the podcast industry, ladies and gentlemen. So since we had that issue last week, we were talking about Nickelodeon game shows. And we wanted to give you guys a little something special this week. We're not only going to be talking Nickelodeon game shows, but we're going to be talking shows in general. So let's start off with my personal favorite, the Nick cartoons. I mean, when I think Nick cartoons, we were... We were looking at it, and for me, I mean, Rugrats is a go-to. I mean, Rugrats at this point, they grew up. They went back to being small. They rode Reptar into the forest. Like, I don't know how many different things they've done with them. But Rugrats, <laughs> Rugrats is just one of those shows that I laugh. Like, I will say, I will say the Rugrats movie had one of the ultimate, like, soundtrack songs. Yes. Like, yes. I think Take Me There with Maya. I, it was not just Maya. It was a couple of other ones. Maya Mace and Blinky Blink. I don't remember Blinky Blink at all. Yeah, However, that song, that song still slaps. <laughs> like I don't care what anybody says. The soundtrack of that movie was killer. Yeah. Now, 
well, I watched a lot of Rugrats, and I'm all down, you know, with Tommy Pickles and, and Phil and Lil. Um, I was a Doug man. Oof, I yeah, love Doug me some Doug Funny, some Skeeter Valentine, Patty Mayonnaise, Roger Klotz. Roger Klotz, like, I, man. The I list goes it. on and on. The Beats, like the greatest band <laughs> in the world. About, I forgot about the Beats. The Beats. Anytime someone, like, like my uh, my mother-in-law likes to eat pickled beets, like, and, and to each their own. Um, but every time I hear the word beats, all I can think about is Doug. Like that's like the greatest <laughs> band in the world. It's the beats. And it's like thinking of now that you mentioned Doug, like one person we didn't even mention was Quail Man. To me, Quail Man, Quail was, Man. Was, I was Quail Man for Halloween like five years ago. Well, no, excuse me. Excuse me. Hold on. It was okay. before I met it was before I met La Esposa. So this was I guess like seven, eight, nine, ten years ago now. It's been a while. But I was Quail Man, bro. I went khaki shorts with the underwear with some tidy whities over the top. Like I went, I even had the like the belt. Like it's on my Facebook page. Like for those who who are curious to see, um, it may pop up on our Instagram feed now that we're talking about it. Uh, but yeah, no, I was Quail Man. I rocked it full on, man. It was it was a good look for me. Yeah, and it's like just look, just going down the list, like between Angry Beavers, Ariel Monsters, and just Ren and Stimpy. I mean, like Cat, cat Dog. Like to this day, it blows my mind. Like when I was, I remember when I first saw it, I'm like, how the hell is there a head? Of a cat and a dog. And honestly, this, I asked this question when I was younger, and I still don't know the answer. So, Alex, maybe you can tell me. H- how did they crap? I don't ask those questions. I don't know how either. they use those it. Those are high-level questions. Those are high-level <laughs> questions that I'm not privy to, and I don't want to think about that. Um, I wasn't a big cat-dog guy. Like, that was that was towards the end for me of the cartoons. I wasn't really – like, I feel like cat-dog coincided when I discovered, like, real world and, like, road rules. Oh, all right. I guess so. You. Like that was kind of like, and eh, no, I'd rather watch yeah, this. It's better than <laughs> you'd rather watch that. Like I was, I was like, I was, I kind of, I think like that was when I started going like to MTV. Like you know, I graduated okay. from Nickelodeon to MTV. You know how it is, right? I mean, I mean, that's, uh, I think that's the way it goes, isn't it? Logical. It's a logical step. Like Ren and Stimpy for me though was it was just so, like just out of bounds, man. It was crazy. Just the things they did on that show, like they how it got on Nickelodeon. How it got on Nickelodeon is quite frankly beyond me. And it was a kid show. Hey, supposedly. Well, supp- <laughs> that's what they told us. But man, that wouldn't. That, there's no way that would work now. Like I think about it now, there's no way they, that would be considered a kid show now, right? No, no, I don't think that. I, I, I don't know if that can get in on Adult Swim with how bad it is, dude. <laughs> that was. Um, I don't know that if was anyone bad. heard that. There is lightning, so I am recording in a thunderstorm today in Claremont for the weather report. If any case anybody was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering what that thump was. I got worried for a in second. In case you were wondering what that was. <laughs> but that man, is like, Mother Nature saying, hello. <laughs> like, we t- but like, like we talked about last week, Na- old school Nickelodeon, man, to just all around killed it. We talk about how Marvel kills castings. I think Nickelodeon just killed TV shows back then. Back, I think it, I, it was a different era, man. Like... Every time, like, I watch, like, MTV2 shows a lot of old shows now for when we were kids, like, uh, Boy Meets World and stuff like that. And all those shows, at the end of the day, had a story. They all had, like, a message. Like, you know, like, to be a better person. Like, think about that. Think about the crap that's on now. You know, the Kardashians, (laughs) Siesta Key, like, like all that crap. Yeah, man, Like, like... There's no message. There's no like good thing to it. Boy Meets World, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, like Saved by the Bell. I think there was oh Fresh Prince of Bel Air. All those shows, and they were had topical. A positive too, message in every episode. Think about it. Like if anything happened 
um like real life wise it will it would get included like there was stuff there i remember saved by the bell for me that was my man i saved by the bell was my thing but all the stuff they would do like it was like real world problems like all jokes aside not hashtag real world problems but like they they it was went all into that, like real messages. Life. Yeah, no, it was it was all good messages, and and not to go too far off on the Save by the Bell tangent. My favorite episode, and only because it, of everything that that's like involved in the like the realm of things, was I don't know if you remember this one. There's an episode where Jesse, I don't know if it's the college years, I don't know when, but she's like in Vegas and she or she's in college. No, it's the college years. That's she the college years. She gets addicted to like like Adderall. Yes. Okay. That's like that's what I that's where I thought you were going with it, but I wasn't sure if that's where we're going. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's yes, one, yes. Of those, one of those. Like, it like was huge. That one's very real. However, I feel like that was a prequel to Showgirls. <laughs> that was, if you look at prequels, if you, you think about it, guys, that's actually a prequel. About, remember, remember, it's the same person. That's true. I forgot it's about the that. same person. Like, like it's it's it. Like, was Adderall the gateway? Like, was like, the, does the story continue? <laughs> but leading off of that, we're, we're, just put just just the ruin saved by the bell for everyone. By the way, but leading off of that, we're we're gonna jump into just kind of a little bit of a miscellaneous Nick shows because we're gonna save the game shows for after because we're gonna give you some good stuff there. Like looking at all that, I mean, Keenan and Kel, Clarissa experience and all. Like for me, like all that, I mean, obviously it was all that. It was like a bunch of different stuff going on. I mean, Amanda Bynes. I defy <laughs> anybody to tell me they didn't have a crush on Amanda Bynes oh, when she I came did. out there. I, like, did. I, I was like horrified I did. when I, she went when she went crazy and had her oh issues. My God. It broke my heart. <laughs> like, bro- oh. But I was hey, I was I was looking at those pictures. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, she posted them. I'm glad she deleted them and she's gotten her life on track. But she she didn't look bad. Yeah. I mean luckily she's she's gotten herself together, so that's Yeah, like I said, thankfully she's got she's, you know, Getting rid of all that and 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 moral of the story is don't post anything on the internet that you don't want out there because it's facts. there forever. So it never disappears, even if it's on Twitter. It never disappears, even if it's a status. You never, you can never take away any form of communication. That's the Facebook easiest way for me to tell you. Even Facebook if you say something, you can't take it back because you said it. Facebook will remind you of all the cringy posts you did while you were in high school, and you were dedicating songs to people on Facebook. Yeah, that's me. Are you using, yeah, are you using yeah, lyrics to, to, to describe your song mood, to describe your mood, like, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm this lyric from a Kanye song. Yeah, and, and back then it was a little bit of a tangent here with Facebook. It was, for example, Armando is, and then you oh would just God. type stuff. So you were talking in the third person and you felt like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> or you would put Armando is, is feeling good. So you put double is because you didn't even know is was included. That, like, that was a while there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, there's other shows like like Hey Dude, like it's just just a classic. Um, I mean, and I can't. So my uh, second cousin Andrea, she'll probably be very glad that I'm mentioning her right now. Um, actually requested this, and it may happen later on. I don't know how you feel about this show. She was a huge Are You Afraid of the Dark fan. Ooh, I, I didn't watch it that often. It was like, look, I'm. I wasn't. That the monster that had the eyes like on the head. It was like, like they had a lot. It was. It would look. It was a good show. It was a good show. Don't get me wrong. I was. I'm not a big scary movie guy, so not a big like horror kind of thing. But it was. It was definitely like well done. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, like right. it definitely the stories were great, and it definitely kept you going. It's, even for someone like me who wasn't a huge fan of it, um, I will say it was it was fantastic show. So she was requesting an episode. I can't make that promise, but at least we're talking about it now, Andrea. So I met you somewhere <laughs> in the middle, I guess. Yeah, you met her in the middle. Yeah, but I mean, you, we can't we can't talk about Nick's shows without honestly getting into those game shows. I mean, we talked about it last week, but obviously the internet and recording just mess with us. Yeah, but one last thing before we start talking game shows because. Um, we do have to mention this, and we've we've glanced over it, and we'd be very remiss if we don't talk about how this is the birthplace of who is now the longest tenured cast member in Saturday Night Live history, Keenan oh, Thompson. That's right. Began on all we... that, and Keenan and Kel is in fact Keenan Thompson. Um, this is where he got his big TV shot. I mean, and all that for all intents and purposes was SNL for kids. It really was. It so, was, it was so you kind of saw show. he had it there, and then when you, I remember the first time I saw him on SNL, I was like, "Oh my god, this is, he's grown up with me, and now he's watching. Now he's on SNL too. Like I grew up true, from man. all that to him, SNL, man. and here he is. So definitely big shout outs to Keenan. Um, but as Mondo was saying, uh, game shows. Um, so we mentioned Nick Arcade and Guts and Legends of the Hidden Temple last week. So before we go back to those, there was one that I remembered this week while we were planning and i don't know if mondo remembers it wild and crazy kids i don't think i do i feel bad because i feel like it was actually good because i don't even remember it it was so dude you never had the same teams it almost felt like they would go like to random summer camps and like (laughs) invade their field trips and be like okay and they would give them all the kids like wild and crazy kids shirts so that there was always like one like the lavender team like it's it's the blue team versus the lavender team okay. or like like oh pink team yellow team citrus team like there was always one of those like colors <laughs> the one odd one in there it actually gave us omar gooding jr that's where he got his start for anybody really? who really? yes very very young omar oh, gooding I didn't, jr I didn't like know if, this. go look this up um so there was no real basic premise for like it wasn't like a continuous games it would be three games but like I said, it was like they would go to different summer camps and invade. Um, but then it would do like fun games, either at the water park or like the one I'll never forget. I think most of these were in California because it was Universal Hollywood. Um, there was one that like you were in these like boats. They were like submarines and you would shoot tennis balls at like for like an air cannon at like people on like the, sh- the I guess on land. Who had tennis balls to shoot you, and if you knock, however cans you knocked off, like right, that's who right. won because there was cans on the boats and cans on the. Damn. Like I was like, where do I go to do this? Like again, this is a lot I like, like I never got this opportunity. Like, <laughs> like where is this? Where can I do it? If the people who own this happen to hear this or someone knows about it, please tell me where it was because I, <laughs> yeah, I really 100%. would like to know where it is. Yeah, and it's like but then, one of those you know, things. We got our classic shows like Guts, Mondo. I mean, oh. I mean, Guts. Guts is one of those shows. Like Alex and I have talked about it countless times. It's one of those shows we wanted to go on. Like you wish that you would have gotten to go on Guts. It was one of those things as a kid. Who didn't want to go on and get a glowing piece of the radical rock from the aggro crack? Like. I thought I could like I was saying last week like I was saying last week I wanted to be like on global guts and be like 
represent Cuba and be like the Cuban representative on the one guts. Cuban representative on global. Yeah, hey, you only need one, man. All right, true. And I would have got to do every event. Oh my god, I would have dominated. And we can't forget to mention Nick Arcade, which was one of those shows that was honestly ahead of its time, like we've talked about. Sneaky good, under it the is. radar. Sneaky good. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, it was basically the people in the show would play inside a game. So they'd be in front of green screen and they would play the game and like stuff would happen as they would like pretend touch something and all that. And I'm pretty sure like we talked about last week, whoever was in charge of that green screen trolled the hell out of every competitor on that show. That person had way too much power to decide whether the game was going to be easy or hard. And if they were going to win the grand prize or not, like way too much power, like how it got away with it for so long is beyond me. Cause it wasn't, I, I can't believe it was actually random. I cannot. Can't Someone had to no program way. it. Someone had to do it. So they knew what was going to happen. And it's like, I think about it. I'm like, how? Because they had way too much power. It's crazy. They would actually basically just decide what happens. But le- leading from that show, we got to go to, I think, possibly, I think it's my favorite show. I don't know about you, Alex, was Legends of the Hidden Temple. And they're, and they're bringing it back. And again, it's like we exciting. said last week. It's exciting that they're bringing it back. Like we said last week, Alex and I want to be on that show. It's apparently geared towards adults this time. So I'm in. Let's like, do this. Listen, I'm, I'm already working out. I'm doing the shredding for the wedding. So I'm going to start looking good soon. I'm going to be is in that- shape. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that what is it? Shredded, shredding oh, yeah, oh, for yeah, the wedding. Yeah, yeah. Is that hashtag, the thing? Hashtag shredding for the wedding. You never heard about that, dude? I got married five years ago. Like social media, oh, changed. Oh, like, social media point. changed from yesterday to today. For all I know, like yeah, I, didn't, thing. I didn't know it was a wedding. thing. What shredding for the wedding? Yeah, like you, you, everybody, you know how you like work out, try to lose weight for the wedding. Well, specifically me. No, I did. Yeah, that's what I I'm did. saying. So you shredded for the wedding. Oh, you were the hashtag Learned before you every day, everyone. Um, I may have just showed my age. Um, <laughs> that was it. That was the moment. It was going to happen. But, but Legends of the Hidden Temple, I mean, I still don't understand how it took so long to put together three pieces of a statue like it did in that show. Oh, my God. I, I for the life of me. And, like, and it, hold on. And it wasn't just three pieces. The last piece was a rod that stuck through the whole goddamn thing. So, like, two like if people would confuse, would be confused when the monkey was, like, facing to the side. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Why is the head um, sideways? Like, and, and here's the thing. In the pressure of the moment, who knows what happens. But I like to think that I'm cool, calm, and collective. And that monkey will be done in a snap. Yeah, I'm worried about everything else. Can I get up the thing? Or can I get to the piece? Not... Yeah. Not can I put it together. I would say the biggest challenge would probably be the initial moat to make sure, like, you know, you, you win that race. Because I think after that, I think after that, I think we're golden. Like, we're pretty good at, at paying attention, I, even though I think La Fiance and, and La Esposa Yeah, they might tell us they don't pay much attention. But what, what, when we care, when <laughs> oh, we care. You just got to say That is the caveat that's here. It. That is, like, like when <laughs> we are fully we're the, engaged. We're going to be in the doghouse for the entire time that we're on vacation together. Like, that's it. We're screwed now after that statement. That's completely possible. But we're going to have a good time at it. And at least we have each other. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Although we are grateful for each other, we are beyond grateful for our supporters and specifically 
our sponsor, AG Custom Cabinets, has been providing custom cabinetry. I mean, to the South Florida community for over 25 years. You guys know they give you everything. They got closets, bathrooms, kitchens, libraries. I forgot to mention libraries last week. It's everything. Whatever you need, AG Custom Cabinets has it. You can find them on Instagram at AG Custom Cabinets and on Facebook as well. And like we've said the whole time, AG Custom Cabinets, where furniture is made fresh. And speaking of fresh, it's time for the freshest segment on this podcast. That's ridiculous, but so is this. And this week, I'm going to be leading it off with the ridiculous story. And I don't know if anybody reads People Magazine like La Esposa does or sees, reads People.com to kind of just get away from reality for a little bit. You know what I mean? It's reality, but, you know, get away from everyday life, if you will. Um, Nick Cannon, four babies in the year. My the man. Like, he, he is the Jeez. Steph Curry of baby making. Like, he don't miss. My God, that guy's accurate as hell. Like, he just doesn't miss. Yeah, so he welcomed the daughter um, in December of last year. Okay. Then followed that up, which, by the way, the daughter's name, if for anybody concerned, is Powerful Queen. Is that full first name is Powerful Queen? Full, full, first name Powerful, middle name Queen, so Powerful Queen Cannon. Or I don't know if she took the mom's name. I'm not aware. I assume it's canon because he's trying to be responsible. Which, by the way, the only way he can do this is thank God he's rich. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no then, way this would have worked. And here's where, here's where it gets interesting, folks. On June the 14th, so a mere 10 days ago from the day that we are recording this, it was announced that he had his second baby mama of the three in the 12-month period um, had given birth to twins. Holy crap. Two boys. Zillion Air. That's two words. That's Zillion first name, H-E-I-R, Air middle name. Zillion Holy Air. Holy crap. That's a new one. And Zion Myoxidian. It sounds like a medicine. Yeah, it sounds like a moxicillin. It does a little bit. <laughs> um, I, And again, it may mean something, and I don't want to be culturally insensitive or be accused of that i don't i simply don't know um but it sounds like like some sort of medicine or vitamin that one takes or an ointment um <laughs> like a rash or something like for a rash yeah i could see like hey can you bring me to my my oxalidin like I, I don't even know like maybe someone could first tell me how to properly pronounce it before yeah, i try maybe, maybe we're it. not getting it maybe yeah i butcher it on the podcast and then so that was june the 14th that was 10 days ago as we all know, last Sunday was Father's Day. And on that day, baby mama number three, who from all accounts and purposes is 36 weeks pregnant, meaning Damn. Nick Cannon is going to have three babies from two baby mamas within a like two-month month period. Yeah, it was a month and a half. That's insane. We'll be giving birth to Zen. Zen S. Yes. What the S stands for is to be determined. I hope we get something good on that. We will circle back. Uh, we'll, we'll come back. We'll let you guys know. We'll let you know. We're, we're on baby you know. watch. We're on baby we're on, watch. We're, we're on canon baby watch. And for those of you who are counting at home and trying to keep score, that brings him up to seven total kids. It's not Antonio Cromarty. For those who oh, remember the former Chargers and Jets quarterback, who I think had like 11 or 12 kids. Yeah. I think, yeah, like, yeah. I think he might have gotten up to 12 by the end of. By the time he finished playing, yeah, he had a lot. Um, 
He's got seven. He had he has a four year old from another baby mama, and then the twins from Mariah Carey. From Mariah Carey, I forgot it. Um, See that that's what Alex was telling me. He's like, that's what happens. All this craziness, and you forget about Mariah Carey. Like, think about that. That you forget about Mariah Carey. About all this, you know. And Alex, man, if you think that's ridiculous, like looking at this, like one one quick note, Mano here because we brought it. it up. So naturally, I went and looked it up. Antonio Cromartie has fourteen kids. Fourteen? Oh boy! I so he's wrong. halfway there. Hey, <laughs> goals, man. <laughs> hey, goals, baby goals. But we always try to find some weird stories, and honestly, the internet is not bereft of you know weird stories. Anytime you log in, Reddit. Just Google in general. You could just Google funny stories or weird stories, and you might not like what you find. But found something PG, so we're good. Mortified woman left in stitches after discovering what her cat's tapeworm actually is. Now, before we circle back, stitches is not actually that she got cut and, you know, sewn back up. So sadly, that would have been an even crazier story. If she, like, stepped on what she thought was a tapeworm, fell, cracked her head, had to get stitches. But no, the stitches was just, she was laughing by the end of it. Now, she walked into her cat's room. And I say cat's room because there's more than one. There's five cats. They all live in the same room. So she's a cat lady. She's, she's Cat lady, if you will. Now, she says she saw a brown, kind of half, half moon-like brown piece of something on the floor that she assumed was a tapeworm i'm glad she went tapeworm and not turd because i probably well, I mean, on turd if i go into a cat's room and there's five cats in there and i see half moon circular brown thing on the floor first thing i'm thinking is a, is a piece, piece of crap that's the first thing i'm looking at but that, that might have been the store made the story even funnier because then you felt stupid but she posted in vet groups on facebook Asking for help, freaking out. She called vets. It ended up being a curly fry. Do we have any confirmation that the curly fry was from Arby's? No. I sadly do not have confirmation. I will research and try to find out, and we will let you know. Like, we're on baby watch. I'll be on curly fry watch. So Once again, we bring you the hard-hitting news here. Hard-hitting news. Hey, we got you. We got you guys. We'll, we'll give you that important stuff. So, by the end of it, she obviously felt dumb. Because her husband, or I don't know if it's her husband, her significant other, if you will, ate it in the room. So he he was eating in that room, and that's how the fry ended up on the floor. Hold on. Cat lady has a man? Apparently so. So she's not a real cat lady. Like, like I thought cat lady are, like, bereft of men. Like they, they take solace in their cats. I don't know. Maybe he's, like, cat dude. Cat lady and cat dude, they they formed the perfect cat nation, if you will. Hey, that's, that that might be the next Nickelodeon show. That's a sequel to Cat Dog. Those were, that was Cat Dog's owner. It was Cat Dude and Cat Lady. They never had names. Where did the dog come from? Oh, don't ask, man. You're you're asking too too many hard. Did I ask too many questions? Too many questions, man. I, I, many, I didn't oh, think that far. Right? I don't know where the dog came from. The dog just found them on the street. I don't know. But talking about all that ridiculous stuff, we got to say it was ridiculous of us not to have a Loki review for you guys last week. But, you know, life's tough. We we feel bad, but we're making it up for you this week. We got double trouble this week for Loki reviews. Starting off 
with episode two. Episode two was 54 minutes, no post credit scene. As always, we will not spoil anything. We will not tell you anything that happened in the episode. We will solely rate it from one to five walls. Again, talking with our legal department, we were approved to use half walls. And by legal department, it's Alex and I. We approved. <laughs> and I'll start off this one. Episode two for me. And we instituted the half while rating ability specifically for this episode. Nobody wants to get to five wows before the finale. Everything's supposed to build up to it. But I got to say, episode two got close. Episode two for me was four and a half hours. So I'm going to hit you with the wow. 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 What? Nice. Nice. I like it. I like the yeah, half wow. I got to agree on episode two. Um, I personally think it's the greatest episode of a TV series that Marvel has put out. Better than any episode of Falcon Winter Soldier. Better than any episode of WandaVision. Like, it yep, is... Yep the best episode to the point that we had to change rules you know something is good when the rules have to be changed absolutely like that when when you know when that adjustment happens like you know okay this was this was legit so i also give it an outstanding four and a half wows so wow 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 uh, we, we got we got our different half wilds, so so you're gonna know who it is that's rating it, and just breaking into the next episode. Episode three was 43 minutes, no post credit scene. So all, all the first three episodes have not had post credit scenes, which if you're a Marvel fan, that gets you kind of interested because there's post credit scenes after everything. But leaning in for me, episode three, I gotta give it a. Three wow, so I'm gonna hit you with the wow, wow, wow. Yeah, episode three for me was it. I mean, episode two was so good that was it was hard to live up to episode three. Like, like it almost felt like if they were gonna live up to it, the series is gonna be over three episodes instead of instead of six. So like you kind of knew it was gonna happen, but it it was definitely a call. It definitely brought it back. I do want to say though. Um, as I mentioned two weeks ago, I was half asleep for the first episode of Loki, so I do have to re-rate it. Um, and it's really also based on episode three because I couldn't have episode three and episode one rated the same. So I'm actually bumping up episode one to three and a half wows. Ah, got it. So that gets now a wow, 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 ow. <laughs> and giving episode... <laughs> I like the ow. I, think I like my half wow. <laughs> it changes um, it. And... Episode three will also get three wows. Just like I said, it it had nowhere to go but down, unfortunately. And and while there were some things that were very interesting in this episode, it yeah. So it gets a wow, wow, wow. And on the back of that, that brings us to the big in-state matchup this week as MLS sides Orlando City travels to Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale, not Miami, <laughs> to play Inter-Miami in the first matchup of the season between these two in-state teams. What do you think, Mondo? I mean, again, for those of you that don't know, we're, we're going to break it down for you. Orlando City is Alex's team as he's from Orlando. 
And obviously Inter Miami is my team because what am I if I'm not a Miami fan that cheers for a team that's actually not located in their city. But we'll get there soon. They haven't approved the stadium yet, but I feel it coming. But one can only hope. Right, that's true. Like we've been we've been wanting it. And I still man, I've been to a game at the stadium, and I gotta say, the fan support is there, man. Miami's ready and waiting. And talking about that, we were talking about what we should call the rivalry. The classico, if you will, of this of this rivalry. Because we talked about it on all our social media. And Alice came up with some good ones. I'm going to lead off with one. The Turnpike Rumble. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about that one. It sounds more like a street fight. <laughs> I mean, th- this could dissolve into a street fight. That is completely is possible as well. Um, I've seen my fair share of, of soccer matches that have turned into street fights. Um, I, however, the other name I came up with, I think is a winner. I really do. It was one of those names that, you know, you know that when you write something, or when you, you think of something, you're like, man, that's it. That's the winner. And the name I came with was the Citrus Classico. Ooh. Like, like that it one. plays off Florida being the Citrus State, you know, and it, you got two C's and some alliteration. It kind of, I feel like it rolls off the tongue as well. Like the Citrus Classico, it sounds good. So I think we should like start a movement to have this called the Citrus Classico. I Make think t-shirts. t-shirts. Um, I think we're both going to be probably tweeting during the match. Are you going? Or are no, you going to? I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be able to make it. My family is actually going to be there. We have tickets, but I'm not going to personally be able to make it. So Sad. we'll be probably tweeting and we're using Citrus Classical hashtag the whole time. Please join us. Let's try and make that trend. I think we can we can drum up some support for this. I really, really do. I like this name. Um, even though for all intents and purposes for the pod, it's going to be the this and that Classico. Because, you know, I'm an Orlando fan. Mondo's into Miami, as we discussed. So we're going to call it the this and that Classico. But I think the official title should be the Citrus Classico. I agree. I think Citrus Classico is the way to go. And, I mean, obviously, I'm going to roll with my side. I stand my team. I will forever <laughs> ride with them. Now... I can agree, as anyone that has seen them play, it all depends on which team you get. Because there is a very real possibility that Orlando scores a goal in the first two minutes of this match. Because Miami has a tendency of just having breakdowns. Now, Gregory is actually out because he got two yellow cards last game. Last match. I'm sorry. I'm I'm still getting used to this. So, I think they can pull it off because they have a way of just showing up when nobody expects them to do it. So, And they're going to be at home, so they're going to have the fans behind them. They're actually blacking out the stadium, Alex. I don't know if you heard about that. It's a blackout. And like my brother said, thank God the no- the game's at night. Because Can you imagine a blackout at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon oh in Miami? God. They better not. <laughs> no. But, so, my honest opinion, it's going to come down to what the Iguain brothers do. And well, you got one Iguain brother who thought he was going to come here and be able to play while smoking a cigarette, which uh, I, I will say, <laughs> when he got signed last year, I was working as an independent contractor for Orlando City. Um, and I remember talking to a friend of mine's there, and we said, this isn't going to work, because he, Gonzalo Iguain does not like to work. He said the English league was too physical for him. So that's why he didn't succeed at Chelsea. 
Now, we're nowhere near the physicality in MLS than than the Premier League, by no means. But it's physical in its own way. And with the kind of refereeing that you get in the MLS, which is, is shoddy at best. <laughs> even want to talk Shoddy about at best. You know, like, it tends to be a rough and tumble league. And if you're coming in here thinking you're going to just get paid and score goals for fun and not work, you're in trouble. And I think that's that. I think that's really affected Gonzalo, at least. Which, by the way, is a very weird... His brother's been in the league for God knows how long, which is a very weird saying of you don't think your brother's played in the hard league for a long time. Yeah, I know. And it's just like saying. looking at it. I, but I also, before we go there... Let's not forget Orlando City is coming in rolling. Um, and I'm sorry, I just torpedoed your Inter Miami, didn't I? Oh man, just, that just broke my heart. <laughs> well, that's that's what Inter Miami does to you. So oh, I'm just I'm just preparing you for Friday. You're just getting they break your heart again. I don't remember know, man. That, I, I that just get Florida's purple. Oh man, that one hurts. But just thinking about it, we. T- we talk about like who's on the team, and obviously, like when if you're a MLS fan, you know that you can only have a couple designated players that you could basically pay a specific price. And I still feel that, for example, Rodolfo Pizarro is the first guy I think that my, that Miami signed in terms of designated players. And I mean, we fell in love with him. I fell in love with I fell in love with the Joker. Like that first time he scored and did the celebration, like it was one of those things that it was cool. But as much as I love Pizarro, don't get me wrong, I feel like it's time to move on. But the thing is, with Miami, what do you move on to? You're not just you're not getting the Messi's and Cristianos of the world just lining up to sign with you. At least not yet, according to rumors. Yeah, the thing with MLS, and this is true about expansion teams. And Orlando suffered a long time because they were in this weird in between where they didn't really know what to do. Um, you either build through youth and you de- and you go straight youth, or you buy high price talent in. Like it, it really it, it's interesting that they went that high price talent, which not surprising. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but the problem with that is you have to make sure you hit, and I don't think they've hit. I think honestly, all three of their DP signings are underwhelming because I don't think Matuidi has really been that special either. Yeah, like looking at Matuidi, like I, I saw him coming in and I got excited because I'm like, Miami had always had that problem in the midfield. I mean, it, it, they had a lot of problems from defense to midfield to just scoring in general. And I feel like they're a team right now of just underwhelming players. And it kind of bums me out because they're my team. I still think they're going to pull it off. That doesn't mean that I don't think that they can win. But it's just one of those things you look at the squad and just, for example, one guy that stands out to me is Robbie Robinson. Like he's, I feel like he's been injured his entire time that he's been on the team. Like he was our first pick, I believe, in the draft, and he, I feel like when he played, he scored. Like that, the game that I went to, he scored, but then after that, he pulled his hamstring. Like it's one of those things. Is is he gonna be that? I don't know if you can call him a bust. Like we we go through the NFL and the NBA, and you get a first round pick that doesn't do much, and you call him a bust. I feel like it, soccer is a different animal. It's a lot. It's a lot harder to just be a slam dunk pick. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You know more about it than I do. It it, it is it is harder. I think something that hurts Robbie, and I guess we're gonna jump into Orlando City right now. Um, was I was at the game Tuesday? I actually played in this week on Tuesday, and I 
was able to get a ticket last second to see him against San Jose, and they've rarely looked better than what they look right now. Um, but speaking on Robbie, I think I think the issue with Robbie, in my opinion, is Robbie. I think was the number one overall pick, or something like that. Number one. Yeah, I number think he was number one because of the ext- expansion. Because the, they were a new, a new team. When you think who went six to Orlando City, and that's my boy Daryl DK. Like that hurts me. You look at that and you go, oh wait, you could have had DK, and you see, like DK came yeah, back from it. England, like just like. Came back from England, was with the national team, came back in, subbed on his first game that he was able to come for 20 minutes, just kind of get... The guy came on, started. Like, they played Saturday, played on Tuesday, started and already has two goals. Like, the guy is is a beast. And I don't know if I've said the story of how I became a stan for Daryl DK, because I will say I am president of the the Daryl DK stan club. Um, I don't think I've heard the story. You never heard the story. Okay, so I was at. I had the opportunity to work MLS's back. So I was at Disney. I wasn't fully in the bubble. I was with the photographers, just kind of making sure they didn't get too close, things like that. And I think it was Orlando City versus NYCFC, and it was towards the end of the game. And DK came on for his first minutes as a pro. And just first of all, I was probably twenty feet from the field at the goal where Orlando City was attacking. So. I can see the sheer size of DK. DK is a big dude. Yeah, was like he is a big dude. Especially for soccer, he is a huge dude. For a point of reference for those of us who play FIFA, he is the second strongest player in the game on strength rating. Daryl DK. It's beast mode. I think the guy in like League One in England, Aquafina or something like that, he's Mm -hmm. like a 99 strength. DK is like a 97. Like he is the second strongest guy in all of FIFA. Damn, um, I didn't know that. That's that's yeah. Intense. Well, he came into the box and had the ball, and sl- someone slide tackled. It was a clean play, but he flipped over the top, you know, of the guy that slide tackled him, mm-hmm. and the thud that you heard on the ground. All <laughs> the photographers, myself included, went ooh, almost thinking he dented the grass. Because it was that <laughs> loud. Like, it was that massive. Like, the He's dude is a big, big dude. Like, and ever since then, I was like, this guy is going to be a beast. Because you can tell that he had the touch. And he has been amazing. Which doesn't go to say for players like Nani and Mauricio Pereira. Orlando City is run on a budget. Very, very tight budget. Mm-hmm. And they've been able to hit on draft picks. Because between DK, Mueller... Who's a big? Who's a winger? Um, also played with the national team. Was a draft pick as well. So they've been able to hit on draft picks and youth. So they've right. done very well in developing the team. I mean, last year was the first year they made the playoffs. It was a struggle to get there. Um, not gonna lie, but definitely made some noise and are definitely set up for another run. They're currently second place in the East. Um, I believe Damn, third place overall. I knew they were up there. I didn't know they were in second. Yeah, second place overall. Third. Third in the league, second in the East. So the team's looking strong. I mean, they're coming off a 5-0 victory against San Jose. Um, granted, I think San Jose is it. The way they play defense, they play almost like a man-to-man marking. Jeez. Oh, so, so they're just so if, following if you their beat guy them, If you can beat one or two guys, like you're kind of in on goal. So it it's feast or famine versus them. Like either they Got give it. up a lot or they don't give up any. Like it, it's really, really weird with San Jose. So 
the five goals may not be truly representative, but seeing DK get back on the score sheet, seeing guys like Benji get a brace, get two, uh, and Nani putting in another goal just keeps leading the team. It'll be very interesting to see because it's a very quick turnaround for Orlando City as Miami didn't play midweek this week. They no, were they, they played against DC when they got I think the two red cards and all that on Saturday night. Yeah, back to and that then they've been just, they've been oh. off. So it'll be interesting to see how much rotation uh, Orlando City gives. Um, I don't know if the starting goalkeeper of Galese will be back in time. I do not know what Peru's status is in Copa America. Um, so it may be backup goalkeeper uh, Brandon Austin. He looked very very good on uh, on Tuesday. And thinking about that, what gets me worried is something that. I feel it's like an Inter-Miami thing. It's a problem that they go through that they score a goal, right? And, you know, they're high. They're up here. And two minutes later, they allow another goal. It's like they they, they, they get so high that they forget how to play defense. And, That's again, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Orlando used up all their goals for the week in their San Jose game <laughs> since they scored five. But, again, like, it's just one of those things – and, and I think of, for example, when you think of rivalry games like Florida State-UM, again, it's not to the same level, but I feel like when it's your in-state rival, regardless of who's where, they're always going to come to play against each other. It's one of those things I think of. I think it's – I obviously, it's not Miami-Florida State or, or anything mm-hmm. like that. I do think that there's a lot of potential in this matchup, though, um, if both teams continue to win. I think this could be also something we see in, in the playoffs quite a bit. Um, Orlando City is obviously second place. They've been trending in the right direction. I do think Inter Miami will eventually get it right. I yeah. like. Yeah. There's too much talent on that field for them not to get it right. Yeah, and that's the thing that there's so much potential there. And I go back to thinking of Robbie Robinson, and he if he can put it together, like he has the talent. There's talent on that team. I mean, you stand DK, I stand Lewis Morgan. I feel like every time there's something about Lewis Morgan, man. I don't know if it's like I feel like I could have gone to school with him, type thing. And like he's he's one of those guys where like you could have seen playing soccer in high school and just hanging out. But it's like every time he sets up for a set piece, I feel like it's curving into someone's forehead, and he's and they're gonna put it in because he has this ability. I don't know how. I mean, you just gotta have it. Like I feel like there's it's truly one of those skills that some players have and some players don't of the ability to just curve it in and find that spot. And I feel like he has it, but I'm not sure if Miami has the people to finish the the job, which has been their big problem. Yeah. It seems like Miami always like it's they're They're a team that's always like, we almost got it. It's, it's a lot like that, that commercial of of the the fisherman. Remember the guy who was holding like the dollar and he's like, Oh, you almost (laughs) got it. Oh, you almost got it. And I feel like that's Miami all the time. Like, even the games I watch, like, like I'll be, yes, I'm rooting for Orlando City. Yes, I don't like Inter-Miami. However, at the end of the day, I always tell people, like, I'm a Florida fan. So, in the, in the case, I want Inter-Miami to do well, except against Orlando. So, I do watch Inter-Miami games. And it's it, it's like, it's that guy holding the dollar bill. Oh, you almost got it. All the time. It really feels that way all the time. A little bit like Groundhog's Day as well, if you will. Like it, it's <laughs> just, just over going. and over and over again. Like it is it is rough. But now for the moment of truth. 
prediction time. And Mondo, we're seeing each other in about two weeks. I say we make a little friendly wager on this with hmm. Orlando for Orlando City wins. You pick up dinner at Siesta Key. If Miami wins, I'll pick up dinner. If it's a draw, we split the check. We pay our own way. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. All right. So, naturally, I'm going to pick Orlando City to win. I'm going to say it's going to be a 3-1 scoreline. Oof. With that hurts me. DK getting on the score sheet. Nani's going to get on the score sheet. And I'm going to throw Junior Urso, who had the tendency to score in big games, on the score sheet. All right. Let's, I mean, obviously, I'm going, I'm going Inter-Miami. And I'm oh, and thinking... Excuse me, Mondo. Excuse me, one second. And for Inter-Miami, I'm going to... Just because you just said you're a stand, I'm going to say Lewis Morgan's the one. Just for you. That'll make me happy. But leading in, obviously, I'm going to go with Inter-Miami to win. I think it's going to be 2-1. Again, I will say I think DK's going to put it in. But it's something about the fans there. I, I don't know. I, I was there for the game, and it's one of those things. It's just that feeling that you, they just push you over the edge. Now that I've been talking trash about him, I think Robbie Robinson puts one in. And, of course, because we talk trash about him, too, I think Iguain puts in the second one. And for the record, like I, this game may be kiss of death proof since we're on each side. Oof. We're going to break the, We're gonna break it. it. Like Eventually, it has or, to break, no, right? I, damn. Yeah, there's one no, way we're going to get like a zero zero draw now. Yes. Like, like, like that's going to gonna happen. It'll be the most boring game in the world. <laughs> Fouls everywhere. So I got to go with Miami, but that is going to be it for today's show. And thank you again for listening to the This and That podcast with Alex and Mondo. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at This and That AM. See you next week, everybody.